1: Welcome to a special bonus episode of Character Creation Spotlight, everyone. In this bonus segment, we'll be shining a light on some current or up-and-coming games to keep an eye out for. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we are welcoming Kevin Petker to talk about Princess World, a PBTA game about girls who rule. Welcome to Character Creation Spotlight, Kevin. It's really great to have you here. Hi, Ryan. It's really great to be here, too. I'm really glad we could get this to work out. Absolutely. So Kevin, could you start us off with first telling us a bit about yourself and what sort of projects you have going on right now? Sure. Sounds good.
2: Um, I am a Canadian expat who is currently living in Boston. Uh, we tra- I travel a lot with my family. We follow my wife's career wherever it takes us. So uh, it's fortunate that my abilities are portable. Uh, so I do okay. IT consulting and uh, game design. Oh, very nice. And I'm currently working on a game called Princess World, a game of Girls Who Rule, which was inspired by my, at the time, three-and-a-half-year-old daughter. As well, I've got a game of modern medical drama called The Ward, which is out as an ash can with uh, Magpie Games.
1: Very nice. I've heard so many good things about The Ward.
2: Yeah, I really enjoy it. That came from uh, some really good experiences and interviews with some of my wife's colleagues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that one, too. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I... I had to make a choice. Do I do my medical game first or do my, do my daughter's game first? And she kind of chose for me.
1: I mean, you kind of have
2: to at that point, right? Exactly. Her pitch, <laughs> was, her pitch was very strong. Um, we actually do a recording of it. We did a recording of it for the Kickstarter video. So if you want to hear the origin story of Princess World, uh, it's on the Kickstarter. Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I cannot wait. Well, let's go ahead uh, and get into this Uh, since this is an abridged version of our normal format uh, we'll just be sticking to the highlights of the system uh, with a special focus on character creation Uh, so without further ado how about we find out what this game is all about sounds good
0: what's in a game
1: All right. Uh, Could you start us off by telling us a bit about the core concept of Princess World? Well, the core concept of Princess World is that it
2: is, as it says, uh, a game of girls who rule. I wanted a game that my daughter would enjoy playing when she's a little bit older. So the sort of core demographic I was looking at was girls age 9 to 13. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I put together some focus groups and I interviewed girls age 9 to 13 to find out what they wanted in a game. Mm hmm. And basically what it all boiled down to is they wanted to have characters that looked cool and could do cool stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So my daughter and I brainstormed the types of princesses that would be cool and do cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And we were able to get together a, a group of not... Nine core princesses that explore sort of different aspects of princesshood. It's yeah. not all just crowns and gowns. There is the skateboard princess who uh, is definitely not one for the ballroom, but definitely <laughs> one for uh, racing down hills and, and jumping over their opponents. Mm-hmm. So basically, the different princesses have to work together despite their differences and uh, deal with problems that are within Princess world itself. They don't rule their kingdoms yet. Mm-hmm. But they have sort of the power and agency to go out and fix things and sort of sh- put their mark on the world.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm getting a, a like a very uh, Shira uh, and the Princesses of Power vibe. Shira would be a, is an excellent example of what Princess World could do. Um, mm-hmm. That would be a much
2: more sort of focused take on the game, which yeah. is possible. But generally, each of the princesses comes from a realm that not isn't necessarily in peril, but could yeah. be, I mean, the, the setting is actually generated by the players, all the players, including the game master, oh, uh, nice. during initial character creation. And as the game progresses,
1: uh, you know, I love that collaborative
2: world building. Oh, I love it too. It's, I, I find there's so much more buy-in from all the players. Uh-huh. And as the, the game master in uh, princess world is called the weaver. And it's, mm. it makes a point of saying that this is not their story. They're there yeah. to help the story come together.
1: Um, so that's what I really enjoy. That's really cool. So uh, what sort of uh, settings usually come about uh, when people uh, go to collaborate on their settings for th- for this game? We should get some very
2: fantastical settings, uh, which are neat. There's a lot of genre mixing in Princess World. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to feel uh, sort of constrained by just fantasy tropes. Uh, you can go into science fiction. You can go into real life. You can go into very bizarre... Uh, Sort of creative endeavors. We had one game where there was a proper princess, which is what most people think of as a princess. Okay. But she was a proper princess of the beehive realm. So she was like a sub queen bee, and their country or kingdom was completely different than what you would expect of any kind of uh, thing. They didn't use words to communicate, they used pheromones. So they have to have translator systems for when non bee or non insect people came. So it was really neat. It's very different. Yeah.
1: That's really cool. Uh, So what do characters do in
2: this game, then? Generally, what happens at the start of a session of Princess World is that the players collaborate a bunch of possible problems that are facing Princess World. Then the princess council is called together, which is the player characters, and they have to decide what needs to be addressed. And as they play the session, they will determine whether the problems are linked or whether they're separate things. uh, And they will try to solve them or come to some kind of... uh, I guess, uh, agreement with maybe, maybe the opposition is right. Maybe the the princesses
1: have to be the ones that change, but that's Hmm. what you'll play to find out. That's really cool. I love that a lot. So what sort of materials then do we need to play princess world? Uh, you'd need the playbooks that come with the game. You need Mm -hmm. colored pens, pencils,
2: or, or pencil crayons, because one of the most important things in princess world is your color. Every Mm. character or every player picks a favorite color for their character. Mm-hmm. and everything they do in the game is written in that color. If it's true, that's true oh. with a capital T.
1: Okay.
2: And you'll need dice. You'd need probably a lot of paper and cue cards and things to take notes on, as there's a lot of note-taking and passing around during the game. You create truths as the game progresses, and you often hand them to other players so they can utilize them to improve their characters.
1: Oh, wow. That's a that's a really kind of a, a unique concept. I haven't heard of that before. It's similar, perhaps, to like aspects in Fate Okay. Except you actually write
2: them down. Often you, you can make moves that will create opportunities for other characters, and mm. you write it down what it is so they can sort of weave it into the narrative. As well, some truths are unpleasant, which means they're written in the basic game, they're written in black. So these oh. are kind of your detriments. So okay. if you're, if you, if the, say the uh, warrior princess, you've lost a weapon, you might, the weaver might write down, you've lost one weapon on a piece of paper and hand it to them, just a little note card. And anytime they have to worry about, I need two weapons to do this, well, you don't have that. Right.
1: Oh, that's but, interesting.
2: But then if they rectify the situation, you just toss the, uh, the paper
1: into the recycling bin. Oh, I, I guess that works. <laughs> 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 that's amazing okay so what sort of characters can people make in this
2: game then generally you can make almost anything you can imagine i know that sounds super lame and broad but there's <laughs> been such incredibly diverse princesses within each playbook there are nine archetype princesses uh, in the core rules uh, which range from like the proper princess who is your normal Well, not normal, I guess, but the sort of princess... When someone says the word princess, you often have a vision in your mind Mm -hmm. of someone in a a gown with a crown, maybe a scepter. That's the proper princess. Um, But it ranges... There's the space princess, who potentially is a science fiction princess. There is the shadow princess, who is sneaky and stealthy. Um, There's even the pauper princess, a princess who's lost... Basically lost her realm, lost almost everything, except she's still a princess. Mm -hmm. And then within those, you can create... As I said, with a proper princess, we've had like the queen of the beehive princess. We had a business executive princess. Her realm was very hierarchical, but it was all about like maintaining order in business. So she wore a business suit with a crown.
1: (laughs) That's really cool. So... Can we go over the steps of what we need to do for uh, creating the character? For sure. Um,
2: it's on each playbook is listed the steps you need to take. Once you've picked a playbook, the very first mm-hmm. thing you do is you pick your favorite color. Ooh. And this is the color you'll be using on your playbook when you're writing down truths. And it's also the color you'll use if you're putting truths into the world or if you're putting them on other people's characters.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Once you've done that, you uh, choose a name. hmm from a little list or you make one yourself uh, and after that you then express truths about your character every character has four sort of essential truths that establish their narrative power and strength in the game okay and each playbook has a different list so if we give for an example the proper princess she expresses four truths and these truths are a truth about her crown her gown her scepter and herself and these are simple narrative statements, usually a single sentence that um, the player can can draw on in the game. Hmm. So for example, there's a proper princess and she her father was an inventor. So the truth about her crown was simply this, my father has made many upgrades to my crown. Mm-hmm. And that's all it says on her character sheet, but that means she can say, oh, I think I have a translator module. And then she could potentially roll to see if she has a translator module that oh, her father nice. may have put in the crown. So this gives, we call it narrative unpacking in the game. Mm-hmm. So you've got this little box and you can see what you can pull out of it during the game. You're not limited by uh, by a single piece of equipment or something like that. You are looking at it from a story. What could a character in a story pull out of their crown that has upgrades? What could yeah. a warrior, princess, who's got a sword that came from the dragon king. What would that mean? So a lot of the game is about um, exploring the meanings of words and and being creative with what you've written down. Now, occasionally a truth can be expressed to the table. When you express truth, you tell everyone at the table that you're playing with what it is before you write it down, because they can judge whether it's unpleasant or not. Hmm. And if it's an unpleasant truth, you write it in black instead of your color. Yeah, And that means it causes trouble or has the potential to cause trouble, or it might be something that's bad, Mm
1: -hmm. or
2: it might be just something that's like a real annoying thing. So there was a pirate princess, and she said about her weapon is, I have a sword that can cut through anything. Mm. And everyone at the table was like, oh, awesome, cool, sweet. Except one player goes, that sounds really dangerous. Yeah. And as soon as one player says that, it's immediately unpleasant. Uh Uh-oh. But the the player then has the opportunity to sort of rephrase the truth if they want to. If they want to have trouble for their character, they keep it and write it in black. But if they want to change it or they feel that they didn't want it to be trouble, then they can rephrase it. So that player then said, okay, I have a sword that can cut through anything except it's scabbard. Oh. And then anyone at the table nodded their head and go, okay, that's cool. At least there's some way to stop it if someone else gets their hands on it.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's pretty neat. So yeah, that's I, been, oh, go ahead, sorry. I, I, I can see uh, like a lot of the narrative impl- implications of that. That's that's really cool. So if we go back to the, the sword that can cut through anything, yeah. So if
2: you're fighting like a giant monster, it can cut through its armor. If you are facing the gates of the great kingdom, you can cut through that. Mm-hmm. But in the game we were playing, where the the pirate princess had that weapon, later on in the game, the proper princess asked this question, and I've said this a lot at conventions, so I'm sure people have heard this. Mm-hmm. But she asked. Can your sword cut through my obligations to my father? Whoa. And the and the answer is yes because it's a sword that can cut through anything. <laughs> but you'd play to find out to see what that meant.
1: Yeah, I I, I love uh, having a like very, uh, you know, just just a truth that's out there that's that's like not formed but then you play and then slowly throughout play that that truth forms into something solid that's really cool yeah it's, it's been really fun to see players realize the potential of it mm-hmm. absolutely so i'm wondering uh we have a bit of time would you be able to walk me through uh creating a character for this oh that'd be fantastic ryan yes i would love to do that awesome
2: let's make some people
1: all right so you, we've got nine potential things to choose from. That's correct. So, um, so roll a D deci- or <laughs> roll with choice and on a seven and not I <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll my D nine. Yes. And, and see, okay. Um, no, I actually, I looked through the list and uh, one of them that really stood out to me was the space princess. Cool. There's been some
2: really interesting space princesses out there. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're aliens. Sometimes they're astronauts, sometimes they are supernatural beings, and mm. one time it was a space cat. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the space princess, um, her keywords are that she is capable, knowledgeable, and innovative. Mm. So she is maybe the the brain, the brainy princess. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I, always, I say she is much like uh, Twilight Sparkle on uh,
1: My Little Pony friendship is magic probably sparkle would be a space princess oh very nice awesome so going through the list of things that I need to do for this character uh first of all I need to choose a favorite color for yes
2: the very first thing you do is choose a favorite color and it can't be black
1: okay so uh I'll go with my favorite color excellent uh, which is a dark teal Oh, Ryan, I have to tell you a secret. Oh, that is my
2: fa- personal favorite color as well.
1: <laughs> it's such a good color. It is. A great. It's a great color. Absolutely. Very cool. All right. So I've got my dark teal princess. Excellent. Space.
2: Yes, that's a great space color.
1: So the thing is, I always tell the players is that
2: the favorite color doesn't necessarily mean that's the color costume or equipment right. she wears, but it can be.
1: It um, can be. All right. Dark teal. Excellent. Um, so now I need to pick a name. You need to pick Uh, a name. I am going to go with one of the names from the list. Sounds good. And I will pick Astra. Princess Astra. Yes. The space princess. Princess Astra. All right. And now I get to express a truth about a few things. Yep. She's got
2: four things to choose from. And since it's only you and I, I'll be your weaver. and You will be the princess player. So I'll be the one who has to judge whether things are unpleasant or pleasant.
1: All right. So that's a big burden on me. I'm not used to that. (laughs) That's all right. Um, So I I have to express the truth about my helmet, my spacesuit, my ray gun, and myself. That is correct. So my helmet, Um, I'm going to say that my helmet lets me see the truth within people. I really like that. And I'm going to tell you, though, that I have
2: to judge that as potentially unpleasant. Uh Uh-huh. Because (laughs) seeing the the truth of people, the true nature or whatever is, I don't know if that's always going to be a fun thing for your character.
1: Uh Uh-huh. How do you feel about that? I like it. I okay. A little bit of uh, you know, m- maybe this isn't the best thing to have on. <laughs> I'm just going to say before we talk, I'm going to take off my helmet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm friends with you. I know you. I don't need this helmet.
2: Yeah. No, that's great. So then, what you would do? You'll write that phrase down on your character sheet, mm-hmm. um, and you'll but you'll write it in black. Now, the only nice. thing is, you do not want your character to have all unpleasant truths.
1: No, definitely not.
2: If that happens, there's a special rule Uh-oh. that that character then becomes the Weaver's character and she becomes the Adversary Ooh. with a capital A. Okay, we'll, we'll
1: try to avoid that. Sounds good.
2: It, so uh, the furthest I've gotten, someone has gotten to three unpleasant truths. On yeah. purpose, they want it to be a troublesome character or at least That's a troubled sense. character.
1: <laughs> All right, let's see if I can do something better for my spacesuit. Sounds good. Okay, so my spacesuit... Um, Let's see. Okay, my spacesuit keeps me comfortable in any environment. That sounds great. What's interesting about that is that could include social environments. Oh,
2: I like that. I mean, I probably wouldn't. I might say that out loud to the character or the player at the start, but just so we're, as we're talking about this now. Yeah. So, so words matter. That's one of the core concepts of Princess World, as I really <laughs> want to the players, particularly younger players, to understand, yeah. to think about what the words mean and, and why do we say things we say and and what's say what we mean.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's, that's a really that's a really lovely um, thing to be teaching kids around that age too, uh, especially through a, a fun game like this. Is you know the words that you say to each other definitely matter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I like that a lot. So uh let's move on. My ray gun. Oh um, <laughs> <laughs> uh my ray gun. Um th- this one's a hard one. So
2: some examples that I've had is um had a player that said, My ray gun has a stun setting. Ah. And what's implied in that is that it's got other settings. Yeah. But the stun setting is the most most reliable.
1: Okay. Uh, see I, I was I was kind of thinking along the same lines as well. Um, cool uh, I, w- I was thinking my ray gun only has a stun setting but I can see that as potentially troublesome exactly. Um, yeah you know what I think I'm gonna go with my Raygon has a stun setting okay um, because it, it 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 is the it's kind of this what I wanted. I wanted Mm -hmm. to have a thing that was non-deadly, but it doesn't limit it in case I need to use my ray gun in another situation, maybe to get out of like a a cave that collapsed. Or Oh yeah. So yeah, it's
2: got more utility and that's, that's why I wouldn't judge that as unpleasant.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So about myself, a truth about myself. um... Yeah. These can
2: be tough sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes people just make narrative statements or, or like descriptive statements, but you're really sort of denying your character power and ability in the game when you do that. So I discourage it. There's a okay. section on your booklet on the playbook that's called ephemera. And that's more about your sort of character description and details. Okay. If something is super significant about your character, um, and that might be thought of as a detail, but you want it to be narratively strong, then you would put it as your truth. Okay. But if you don't care if your character has like dark teal eyes, Mhm like you could say my my character has dark teal eyes as a truth but i don't know what you're going to
1: get out of that right yeah cuz that that that's just a kind of a description maybe somebody uh would like people with dark teal eyes or or whatever but yeah that 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 wouldn't be too interesting when it comes to a lot of other things in the game
2: sometimes people consider like the gender of their princess or the species of their princess in their truths mm-hmm. but sometimes those factors aren't relevant to the truth of the character mm-hmm. like their core um so yeah we don't assume the gender of the princesses we lean towards like female pronouns or inclusive pronouns generally when we're describing the princesses but mm-hmm. if someone definitely wanted their princess to be a boy or mm-hmm. uh, neutral or or whatever they want and if they wanted it to be important about their character uh, they would put it in truth uh, but if oh. it's just description they would put it in ephemera
1: okay i'm gonna go with uh i am very comfortable in low gravity oh very comfortable yes i'm, I'm torn just because i'd like to have you have
2: some trouble yeah. that that's potentially unpleasant because the implication in the way it's worded is that you might mm-hmm. be uncomfortable in other gravities mm-hmm. so then you as the player get to accept that now i've got a hidden agenda when i As the weaver when i say things are unpleasant because i get this currency called a blot of fade for every unpleasant truth hmm. that's at the start of the game and that lets me put more trouble into the world
1: absolutely i like that okay so i've defined these four things about myself so you're accepting that as unpleasant yes i'll accept that as unpleasant that sounds fine i'm two two out of four that's not bad that's not bad at all no So then you
2: would check in normal PBTA, just like standard, or if there is such a thing as standard PBTA, you would pick, uh, two character moves that are inside your playbook.
1: Okay. Uh, So, um, I am going to choose, um, knowledge is power. Excellent. So when you closely analyze or examine an object or phenomena, you roll with poise and cool stuff happens. Um, and my other rocket is an even bigger rocket. That is a... (laughs) <laughs> that is a perennial
2: favorite. <laughs> I, personally, okay. it's one of my favorite moves in the game because I love the name.
1: Yeah. So so this one, uh, you can use your other rocket to travel with others to other realms regardless of the distance. Uh, and then you get to roll with threads when you do so. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, threads are basically a, not exactly a
2: stat, but they're a number. Uh, and it's actually a physical object, an actual strip of paper that represents the strength of the relationship you have with other princesses. Okay. So the more threads you have, the stronger the relationship. Doesn't mean it's good or bad necessarily,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but the more strongly you're tied to another character, the easier it is for you to get to destinations that they wanna go to.
1: Oh, nice. Very cool. I like that. Okay. And then the next one, it says, write, draw, or describe some details about your princess and think about the first impression they give when they meet someone. Mm -hmm. Interesting.
2: So this would all be openly discussed at the table with the other characters. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be working on their players. So, are there princesses?
1: Yeah. So, so that makes sense. So, details about my princess. Um, so, I, I'm going to say that she has uh, dark teal hair. Oh, cool! Very sweet. Yeah. Um, and like the lawn flowy. So when she's in zero g without her helmet, it's like just everywhere. Like, like a bit,
2: Yeah, she's like a little space flower with her <laughs> dark teal hair.
1: Uh huh. <clears throat> yeah, um, and uh, she generally likes to wear her spacesuit. Uh, but when that's at the cleaners, uh, I imagine that uh, she she wears a uh, just a just a comfortable uh, dress of various colors depending on uh, the event or mood. Okay, is she a human? Um, I'm gonna say human adjacent. Okay, that's very cool. Yeah, so humanoid uh, looks relatively human, but. Um, you know, has the, the Star Trek alien, like, something different about her face. Okay, cool, cool. Just a little bit of, like, brow ridges or, or different yeah. cheeks shape. Yeah, some, something that the FX team uh, can quickly <laughs> throw together uh, without spending six hours in makeup.
2: Sounds good. And if
1: they need more of her species, <laughs> that's
2: easy to get the...
1: Yep, exactly. And what's her
2: personality like? What does, uh, this is where we sort of look at first impression.
1: Um, I think she is... Um, First impressions is shy and like humble, but when you get to know her, she is very bubbly. Oh, that's fun. Yeah.
2: And I suppose if she's wearing a spacesuit, she'll be comfortable and maybe mm-hmm. that comes out more quickly. Yes. And then she takes it off and then she's like, uh, guys, or whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> no, that's very cool. That's very cool. So then the last thing you would do for your princess is you would distribute initial threads. Everyone would introduce themselves. Mm -hmm. um, And then you have two questions you would ask the table and other princesses would answer them. Mm -hmm. Do you just want to read out those questions?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, which one of you has counted stars with me? So then one of that character two threads.
2: Yeah. So you would, what would happen is another princess would say that was me and you would write down what that makes you think of that character.
1: Oh, I like that.
2: So it's, it's basically expressing information about you Yeah. That the other character now knows. Oh, I like that. And then that's kind of their in to affecting you. Mm -hmm. So they can use those threads because it's two. So um, that means it was a significant encounter. And it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't have to be a positive encounter, but it was a strong encounter. Okay. And uh, they can use those for different moves in the game.
1: That's really cool. All right. And my other initial thread is which one of you thinks I'm a little quote unquote out there. Yeah. That's always a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun one. So
2: you can negotiate with the other players about what happened there. Have you discussed at a table? And again, it's this thing for collaboration.
1: Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. That's really cool. I like, I like these little, uh, threads in, in lieu of uh relationship, mm-hmm. uh, things in this like standard PBTA stuff. So yeah, they're and, you, and they're actually <clears throat> a
2: tool you can use in the game. And when you utilize them, you flip them over so the blank side is up, mm-hmm. so they that shows they've been used. Okay. But then, if you really need to use them, you flip them back over and you put a line through it, like oh. you've struck, you've like you've strained the relationship. Okay. And at the end of a session, you hand it back to the player that gave it to you, and you ask, "How have we changed?" And they write oh. something new on the blank side.
1: Oh, that's brilliant. I like that. Uh, oh my goodness.
2: I, I'm really happy with that too. And then you can eventually, and this this is, this is, hasn't been developed fully yet. We've been really just getting the core gameplay done, mm-hmm. not the sort of long-term play yet, but eventually, so you can use that currency, the thread to like weave new truths into the world. Okay. Or you can form like chains of friendship or bonds of friendship with the other princesses, which means they can't be used for anything else anymore, but now they don't break. Oh. So you've got to decide, are my relationships important? Or is saving yeah. the world or changing the world more important? And you got to kind of balance that with that currency.
1: All right, I, I'm liking this more and more every every little bit I hear.
2: Awesome. So the the one thing you would do in a st- in a longer form game of Princess World now we'd go on to realm creation, oh. where we, you would work to create the uh, the space realm mm-hmm. and detail it and the truths uh, and uh, m- what are called maybes, which are things that are written in pencil.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, so I I I can see. Uh, my character coming from a kind of like an advanced civilization for sure, um, and wh- who, who, the civilization has like lots of planets for involved, sure. and each planet varies in size, very Star Wars-y, right? Um, but the 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 royal family is kind of uh, on one planet. Okay, so there's, like, a core world. Yeah, so there's, like, a core world. And that's why she feels kind of shy at first, because she's constantly having to meet new, like, entirely different cultures, effectively. And she doesn't know how to fully act, since, you know, this sort of stuff is somewhat new to her. And and every interaction's a new one, so you can't necessarily... So that's kind
2: of neat with her moves. So she could... uh... With her knowledge as power, she could try mm-hmm. to closely examine the social situation and figure out what's yeah, going on. Um, absolutely. And then she, every princess has a special move, which mm-hmm. is like a special knowledge move, which reflects their or represents their sort of unique take mm-hmm. on viewing the world. And uh, the space princess has know your plan. Mm-hmm. So when someone puts together a plan, she can look at that plan and go, oh, here are some flaws or here's something we're missing or here's where it's really good. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. So it's kind of, I kind of put that in there because often there's times when players will make a plan in a game yeah. and there's no way to like, is this a good plan? Well, I guess we'll yeah. play to find out like where characters in a story would know that, you know what, if we're going after these guys, they're going to have this and this yeah. without, without this, the game master kind of just exposing everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Very cool. I like that. Well, this was really fun. So
2: that's Princess Astra of the Space Realm. I'm really glad you, you made it, Ryan. I hope you, now here's the one thing that, that I'm really proud of with Princess World, Yeah, is you can now take uh, Princess Astra into any Princess World game. Oh yeah. Um, she's portable and her realm travels with her in the sense of you would have a piece of paper that d- detailed your realm.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but now you could go to a Princess World game and go, oh, I have a Space Princess, let's play. Mm-hmm. And if someone else had a Space Princess, in PBTA generally you have unique playbooks. Yeah. And that's kind of the start of Princess World. Everyone has to pick uniquely. But if you go to another group and someone else has a space princess, Mm -hmm. um, you basically ask, are we from the same realm? Yeah. And if they say yes, you swap threads. Oh. And if they say no, you swap threads. Oh. The thing is, if you're from the same realm, it's easier for you to work together. And if you're not from the same realms, you have more colors in the world. Oh, I like that. So a lot of these little choices you have to make what's what's important to me as the character or the player. I suppose. Yeah.
1: There's like there's like a whole uh, meta
2: level to this game. Yes, there is. And that's that's super intentional. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about the secret heart of games. Like, that's kind Mm -hmm. of my thing that I go on about. But Princess World definitely has a secret heart. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to me in person, I will tell it to you, but every, um, I would say 90% of the design design decisions are based on the concept of this game secret heart.
1: Oh, that's very cool.
2: And making those choices is a clue to it.
1: I like that a lot. Awesome. Amazing. Okay. So you have a Kickstarter going on. Yes. Tell me a bit about that. Um, Is there anything uh, you'd like to highlight that we haven't gone over already? Uh, Especially if there's any uh, other cool character creation goodies that might be coming. There are in the main book. There are nine core princesses,
2: Mm -hmm. but there are seven more. I mean, get that right. Yes, seven more Mm -hmm. um, extra princesses that'll be coming out as stretch goals. Um, All but two of the princesses were uh, basically sort of. ideas my sit, my daughter uh came up with um we re- we just sort of like talked it back and forth and um she had a lot of ideas of what princesses should be like and yeah. we were able to like cover all of those um a few other people made some suggestions that li- let us fill in so there are a total of i guess nine plus seven 16 princesses oh nice and uh there's two sets of three that are thematically grouped as a as a um each one is a sort of stretch goal and then there's a final one that kind of ties things together and I think oh, nice. funny way. Um, and, uh, that's sort of the, my top stretch goal. And, then, oh. um, so I'm super excited about that. And as well, I've gotten a whole bunch of contributors that are going to tell their sort of personal origin stories as becoming gamers oh. for each princess. And those are kind of on uh, our are, are open right away from the furry if we hit our funding goal, but then some of those yeah. are stretch goals as well.
1: Oh, that's really cool. I'm really looking forward to that.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's been it's been in development for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, it debuted at Dreamation 2018 with its very first playtest, and this okay. is this year's Dreamation 2020. And this is I I part of the Kickstarter was to coincide with my daughter's birthday, which is February. 19th and the kickstarter started on february 18th and uh, as well as dreamation is happening at this time so i'm I, it just worked out fortuitously i think yeah. and i'm really happy with it
1: that's really cool i i love coincidences that work out like that
2: yeah it was really it's cool i feel like the fates are aligning are the threads together absolutely all right is there anything else that you wanted to go over I think we covered a good amount of this. This is, yeah. uh, I think you have made a cool princess. Uh, definitely write it out if you can and bring it mm-hmm. with you. And hopefully we can meet together and actually have Princess Astra play.
1: Yeah, I I really, really want to play this game. Awesome. Very cool. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me to talk about Princess World. My pleasure, Ryan. I'm really glad you invited me on. Mm-hmm. So uh, could you remind everyone where they can find you online?
2: You can find me on Twitter with at Kevin Petker, which is at K-E-V-I-N-P-E-T-K-E-R. I I can also be found on itch.io with kpetker.itch.io. And um, on Kickstarter right now, if you search for Princess World, oh man, I should say it the right way, Uh, for Princess World, a game of Girls Who Rule. (laughs)
1: awesome again thank you so much for joining me in the special bonus episode of character creation spotlight and thanks to everyone for tuning in Uh, don't forget to check out princess world uh the kickstarter which kicked off last week uh we will have a link in the show notes uh, so you can go right to our notes and get right to the kickstarter uh and we will be back at our regular time next week we'll see you then Character Creation Cast is hosted by the OneShot Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, visit OneShotPodcast.com where you will find other great shows like OneShot.
0: The most fun way to learn about new games is to play. On OneShot, you can discover the amazing variety in RPGs by listening to actual play. Every week, James D'Amato brings you a new episode with a talented cast of improvisers, game designers, and other notable nerds. At least once a month, OneShot features a new system exploring a wide variety of genres. The stories are self-contained, so you can jump in anywhere, and it's a great way to find your new favorite game. Discover the magic of RPGs with OneShot in your favorite podcast app. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Starwall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.